You're listening to Steady Picks Radio. Steady Picks is your source for industry-leading sports betting data and the latest news and information to help you bet smarter and start winning. Go to www.steadypicks.com to learn all the ways that you can listen to Steady Picks Radio and let our expert hosts help you win some money. Remember, betting is more fun when you win. Picks Radio, wake up and wager. Welcome back into the show. It's happy Tuesday, February 8th, and a, a ton to get to today. Super Bowl props that uh, I've played that I'm going to share here today. A couple that I really, really like. Uh, we'll share those. We've got a college basketball play from Ricky. We've got Tennis plays, we've got hockey plays, one and one last night on the hockey plays. We win the unit and a half play. So a small, small, very small uh, winning night for us in hockey. But anyway, we got hockey, we got tennis, Super Bowl props. We got a little bit of everything. Ricky, uh, good morning. How you doing? Good morning, Tom. Doing well, my man. How we doing? Very good, very good. A lot to get to. Like I said, the Super Bowl, this is the last week of the NFL, right? So we got to live it up with the with the Super Bowl. Some of the props. Uh, there's just so many things to bet on for the Super Bowl that it's almost, uh, it's, a, it's slightly overwhelming. So I took some time yesterday. I went through a lot of the props, and I found a handful that I really like made the plays and here we are hey let's let's start there then tom because i'm i'm eager to hear what you bet i have one two three four five plays five plays okay where do i start ricky okay we'll start with this one Cooper Cup. It's a Cooper Cup prop. And it's what will Cooper Cup's longest reception be? How many yards will Cooper Cup record on his longest reception? The over under is 28 and a half. I hit the over 28 and a half. This will probably go up throughout the rest of the week. Might even get to something like 30. When you think about Cooper Cup and Yards after catch, all the things that he can do. I don't think it's going to be all that difficult for him to, to get one over 28, 29 yards. I like that. I could get behind that one. So the longest reception. I mean, with how many yards, seriously, with how many yards he gets after the catch, the way he runs around the field. It's one play. I you really catch that thing think. in one play. Yeah, and he's their most dynamic playmaker, so you're telling me he's not going to make a big play at some point? I'm not buying that. 
yeah, <clears throat> what I would what I would look up to feel really good about that is like out of the games this season, how many times did he not have 15. at least a fifteen? He's been over that. Yeah, because I was gonna say like I was gonna guess maybe zero, but I like that one, Tom. I might I might join you there. So that's a good one. It's almost getting a little. I've I've seen some people talking about that like it's a uh, getting a little more popular so some of these you you, ha- you won't have heard of they're a little more obscure all right joe mixon how many receiving yards will joe mixon record took the under 25 and a half i think the Bengals' okay. offense is going to struggle and they're going to do two things, one of which I'll get to next. But under Joe Mixon, receiving yards 25 and a half is what I like there. So for that one, Tom, I'm trying to like visualize how big a part of the passing game Joe Mixon's been in the recent weeks. I feel like he hasn't been utilized too much in the passing game. Um, they even like that guy P Ryan as a pass blocker too on third down. Uh, so I kind of like that one too, Tom recently. He's been getting over that. Um, let's see in the last five games, he's been over that, uh, one, two, all five in the last five, all games. five. Mm-hmm. But you look at the previous, whatever that is, 12 games, he didn't go over it. He went over it once. How many catches is he getting? Like, over the last five that he did go over it, is he having, like, is it two, three catches? Is it five, four, five? You know, like, what's the average? He's getting three to eight targets. Oof. I don't know. I don't don't think I'll be joining you on this one. It's okay. It's okay. See, people get caught up on that, like, total recency thing. Like, oh, the last five, he's been catching them. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. And two of the last five are 27 and 28 yards. So barely I got just, over. But you look at the bulk of the season where he doesn't really catch the ball, and that's normal for Joe Mixon. Yeah, no, I... I hear you, Tom. I think <clears throat> what would what would make me nervous is that's literally one well set up screenplay, and and he could go over there. And it's also this is another thing with Super Bowl props. Not that you're like betting these to have fun and for entertainment, but it's not fun to hold your breath every time uh, Joe Mixon runs out, you know, route runs a flat route or you know, every time he touches the ball outside of a, a handoff. So I probably won't play that one, Tom, just because I don't want to have to, uh, like, root against it. Okay. Okay. No problem. Uh, but that's the play. Um, that's probably out of the people that I've talked to that I respect for these props in the NFL. That's probably the most popular. Besides one other, it's probably the second most popular for the people that I asked. Hey, what do you think about this? These five plays. This was one of the most besides you, Ricky, but most people. 
have told me this is a good one. Joe Mixon, Tom, is a karmic disaster. I won't draft him in fantasy. I won't take his props. I just <laughs> I want nothing to do with him. Uh, what else you got? All right. Next one. I have... Will either team record two unanswered scores? And I said no. 25 to 1. So will either team record two unanswered scores? That's two scores in a row. Touchdowns or field goal? Like it could be a touchdown and a field goal? Yes. Oof. It's 25 to 1. The reason that I took it is I think this game will be very slow and potentially very grindy, like field position grind kind of a thing. And when you end up doing that, you might be able to get some field goals back and forth or a bunch of stops, and then it doesn't take, you know, you don't have to get this right 10 times in a row. But at 25 to 1, I thought it was worth a a small play. I have like a two-tenths of a unit, point two, on that. But neither team to record two unanswered scores. Which uh, which book did you find that on? That was on BetMGM. Because it's so crazy, some of the props they have across yeah. the major books, Tom. I, yeah, but um, that's that's an interesting one. Going a little outside the box there. And then in the same vein, I played this one for a unit. Will either team record three unanswered scores? No, plus 175. Remember, anytime you're betting no on anything, you've already, like, this is a flat rule for the Super Bowl. Anytime you bet under or no on anything, you already have a slight, like, half a percent advantage. Yep. Because everybody likes to bet overs and yeses. Unders all day, even though there's no fun in it. Uh, there was one Super Bowl, Tom. It was actually the the Rams were in it. It was the Patriots and the Rams. I'm sure you remember. It was like the lowest scoring Super Bowl in recent history. But the touchdown props that people were betting, the over-unders. I'll never forget that Super Bowl when everything went under and no one scored. And it was just like a dream for the books. But yeah. um yeah, well said there. I think uh, I think you always have a slight edge on the unders. So will either team record three unanswered scores? No. So that's touchdown, field goal, field goal, touchdown, field goal, pick six. It does happen more frequently than you think. Like three score, three unanswered scores happens more often than you than it sounds like it might. But. As I said, I think this game is a little bit different, a little bit more competitive, and a little bit more it's going to be a battle the way that I that I see this playing out. So, no, plus 175. Okay. Like it. Okay, two more. Next, Evan McPherson, the old kicker. For the Bengals. Over one and a half field goals. 
minus 145, over one and a half field goals. Again, he is a beast. He's so good. He can kick super long field goals. They love using him if they have to. He's 12 for 12 in the postseason here this year. And I think they're going to have to use him a lot because you think about, you know, again, the Rams defense, maybe early on even when the Bengals are just trying to get moving, get going, Mm -hmm. they're settling for a field goal or or two. I'm going to play that with you, Tom. What book did you find that on? This is Ben MGM. This should be everywhere, this one. Uh, I found minus 145. That was the best number I could find. Shopping these around are a little bit more tricky because you literally have to go find them on each book and compare. <laughs> That's what I don't want to do, Tom. I want, I'm want. i assuming you did your shopping, so I'll just go right to wherever you bet these. Generally, my rule of thumb is for stuff that I can't use like the odds page for, like tennis is like this too. There's not really a good tennis tracker. So I'll pick, you know, because I've been doing it for a while, I know which books are generally better than others. And what you want to do is get two or three and manually check. Like I know you have accounts at 10 different places. You can book, you know, there's so many different books. But just find two or three of the ones that you think from your experience are are a little bit better numbers like line wise mm-hmm. and just manually check those two or three. So Ben MGM does a pretty good job with the props, the pricing. So I, and I know that. So I use, I checked them. I checked parks cause sometimes they're very different. And then FanDuel as well. Um, were the three that I kind of sifted through for this. It's a long-winded okay. way of saying I think that's the best number, but I can't be sure. Yeah, no, about MGM, I've noticed it too. They're they're usually competitive, if nothing else, on the props. So I think you'll you'll be all right. And the last one, by far my favorite, it's a two-unit play for me. And we're gonna okay. know real quick whether or not we like this two-unit play. The initial kickoff of the game, will it be a touchback or will it be a return? Oh, I've got Tom. two units on plus 145 return attempt. Does not get a touchback. That's I don't even know what to say. And I'll tell you why. It's not just uh it's not just a for fun throw it out there. There's a couple of reasons why. And historically, this happens a lot. You used to get plus 250 for this. And the books, this is one of the ones that the books wouldn't wouldn't adjust properly. You used to get plus 250 for this. It happens every single year. You go back and look, almost every year, it is not a touchback to start the game. A couple of reasons for that. The biggest being, and Pat McAfee, this is Pat McAfee's thing, not mine, but he talks about on his podcast maybe years ago. I don't know when I heard this. This was a while ago. But he talks about how in a normal NFL game, 
the teams and the kickers get to use the footballs before the game. They get to, you know, how they push the ends in and they kick yeah. with them and they they warm them up. They, you know, whatever. They're just touching them, feeling them, pushing them, kicking them, whatever. In the Super Bowl, they are not allowed to do that. The first time that they see the football that they use is when it's sitting up on the stand ready to kick it off for the game. It is a brand new football. Hard as a rock is what he says. It's like kicking a boulder is Pat McAfee's words. And I'm not betting on Pat McAfee here, but you you combine that from a couple of years ago with the fact that it always goes under, with the fact that these two kickers, by the way, in this game don't necessarily, and they got good legs, but you look at their track record of touchback or return this season, and it's a ton of returns. It's like 75% returns between the two of them. Hmm. We're getting a return to start the Super Bowl. No touchback. <laughs> hey, I like it. And the angle's interesting. I, I didn't know that uh, with the footballs. I wonder how uh, back in like the Deflategate stuff, is that a result of that? Or has it always been just different ball policy in the Super Bowl? I believe it's just different because they have like the special game ball and they, they do that and then they you kick it and then they take it away and like put it in a glass case. You know, it's like the uh, – so they do the initial kickoff and then they take the ball away. So, again, okay. it makes sense. Like, that ball is kicked one time and it is rock hard. I might have to throw a little bet on that, Tom. It's um, one of the other props that is just, like, kind of insane, to be honest here. But whoever's singing the national anthem of the game – you know how people do oh, like yeah. insane research into this stuff, but from what I'm hearing, Tom, there's a nine-second cushion. Like the person singing the national anthem, I apologize for not knowing the name here, but they've never in their history of singing the national anthem, they've always been at least nine seconds under where – the over under sits for the national anthem time length. Two things. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you go on YouTube, like you look up their YouTube channel, and they have like a version of them singing the national anthem, and it's like so far. Like this is how obsessive people get with this. And the inevitable Friday afternoon uh, rehearsal video of the, with the timer will come out from people standing outside the stadium, no <laughs> doubt. It's every Friday before the Super Bowl. <laughs> It's my favorite unbelievable. Thing. But th this person on YouTube, they have like the national anthem. People dig this up out of nowhere. Like it's way under. So, yes, you're right. The YouTube video is way under, but it's the Super Bowl. It's the spotlight. You're not going to drag it out a little longer than you might if you're singing the national anthem for your, your kids' play. And that's what's just insane about this is. With so many props, Tom, in terms of even just like performances and stuff like that, as a guy who likes to look for value in, in different areas, you got to think, Tom, that 
out of all these props, they've made some mistakes, you know, here and there, or there's, there's some edges to be had with some of these. I don't know if they're in the national anthem, you know, or the kickoff, maybe, but with there being so many options, you just got to think if you dig through them enough, there's a couple outliers here and there where people will, will probably make some serious money if, uh, you know, if that angle is to be had. There's no doubt. I'm not 100% sure the National Anthem is one of them, personally. But there are, without a doubt, you're 100% right. There are markets that are not that sharp. And that's why I say, we talk about, you know, the whale play for the Super Bowl and all this stuff. Like, there are so many other ways to bet the Super Bowl that are not the side in the total that have a slight edge or even have no edge, but that's great. At least you're not negative. That's kind of where I, I sit on it. So I, I totally agree with you. There's so much potential in the one of 2000 props that are offered for the Super Bowl. Yep. Uh, Okay. That's all my plays for the Super Bowl as of now. I may add, I'm not going to add too many more. Maybe one, maybe one, maybe two. If I see anything over the week that I really got to have. But generally speaking, I've got enough units on the Super Bowl to end my horrible NFL season with a bang. (laughs) I love it. Yeah, I'll have all my props up throughout the week, Tom. I'll probably today will be the day I, I really start digging into them. Um, I got my leans. Now we got to lock them in. And as a general rule of thumb, I didn't quite follow this to a T. But the general rule of thumb with the props is if you're betting, if you're betting overs, do it now. If you're betting unders. Wait till Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we missed the early numbers on all these, that's for sure. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, you wouldn't, I mean, maybe maybe these move slightly, but do you think we're probably pretty close to where these babies will uh, wrap up? No, not necessarily. Because wow, this is different. This the Super Bowl is different. This week is really the first week that the limits on this stuff will be increased for the people that bet into the markets and actually change the numbers, right? The the quote-unquote sharps. I don't usually like that word, but the sharps. Mm-hmm. They'll start betting into this number a little. That makes sense. And that's going to change it this week. Pretty drastically in some cases. Depends what it is. And just limits are increased for everybody. And to do a uh, a quick line check too, Tom, just on the spread itself. Looks like we got a consensus for minus BetMGM and Caesars are the outlying four and a halves. So we've been keeping an eye on these throughout the week and we'll continue to, but four, four and a half, it seems to be what we're, what we're seeing here. So my, 
two things, and then we'll move on from the NFL. One, my three-and-a-half ticket is looking fantastic. I hope some people out there played that with me because you are sitting on what is, as of now, the gem ticket of the Super Bowl. That's the gem. <laughs> the minus three-and-a-half is the gem ticket. Hey, we'll see. We'll see. I like it a lot. and Whether it <clears throat> win or loses, it's it's mathematically the best ticket you can have on the Super Bowl. You are with the very elite few of what number they got in the Super Bowl. So congrats. Hope you're enjoying it. Uh, what was the second thing? Too busy gloating over here on your three and a half. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just calling it how I see it. I it's a good see, ticket, Tom. It's I haven't a good seen ticket. anybody else talking about a three and a half. That's for sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what was it? Crap. Oh, I had I had something else really good, Ricky. If it comes back, you let us know. You wanna you wanna hop into college hoops? You want me to give you my play today? College the day? hoops. Give me the play. All right. And this is going to sound a little wild. I'm telling you guys right now, this play isn't going to sound good off the tongue, but you got to have some faith, some faith in me, all right? We're, we're hot in, in college hoops right now. I think we're 7-1 and one in our last eight picks. We've been picking some dogs, too. We hit Texas as a, uh, a slight dog last night. Today, Tom, we're fading the number one team in the country in Auburn, and we're going to take Arkansas's at home, Plus two and a half over at BetMGM. There's twos, most other books. So BetMGM for this one. If you want to take them on the money line, I don't hate it. But those two and a half points, I think, are are too valuable to pass up. Here's the thing, Tom. This Arkansas team, Arkansas team, they're hot. They're not only hot, but I think they've found their identity. And here's the thing that you have to realize with this team. During the holiday stretch from like, you know, mid-December to early January, they were tumbling. I don't know what happened. You know, they're college kids. I think that's a busy time of year in general, but they lost five games in that stretch during the holiday season. Since then, since uh, January 12th, they've won every game they played eight straight like i said they're they're just playing good ball auburn's coming off of a a win against georgia they they were a 16 point favorite tom they won the game by two stole it um we all know this is a really talented team but i just think it's a tough spot for them tonight going going to arkansas again They've been good at home, Arkansas, Auburn, the one spot that this team has not been very profitable because, as you know, they're they're like 17-6 and six against the spread, but five of those losses against the spread have come on the road. So, I don't know. I just think a lot adds up to, to Arkansas being able to get the job done, possibly even win this game tonight. Very interesting. Wasn't expecting that as the play but I do like it very much. It's not going to be a popular one. You know, people see this Auburn line and they say slam dunk for Auburn. This is a no brainer. But Tom, there's no such thing as a no brainer. And you know that that's the truth. That's the truth. Uh, very good. Very good. Oh, one other update. Thanks for sharing Ricky. Appreciate the play. 
the golf model is completed for waste management. Uh, so tomorrow will be the show where we recap everything I have here. See if we can find anything worth playing. I'm not feeling, uh, truthfully, I don't feel great about finding something worth playing. There's a couple couple of things I'm looking at, but. I'm so jealous. I, I got a couple of buddies going to this. Really? Oh, yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is a an event I would definitely like to attend. Um, but the what, the model's not looking definitive on anything? Well, it's a good and a bad sign when you have players that are shorter shots towards the top of, of it saying that, like, yes, it kind of confirms it, right? Like, they're short shots. I also have them as being the shortest shots. That makes sense. However, it's not really good for trying to find opportunity there to play something at a good number. There is one guy I'm going to take a shot on. I'll share this tomorrow, but he's like, I don't know, 150 to 1, and we're going to take a shot on him because he's way high up here on the th- on the list. <laughs> we're going to take a little shot at that. We all love a long shot. One one little, we'll, yeah, we'll dive into this tomorrow, but little homework for the people out there who want to bet this tournament. Keep an eye on the Arizona State golfers because I'm telling you, this tournament means a lot to those guys, like a lot. Not to say that it gives them an edge, but, you know, just keep it in mind. Beautiful. So, yeah, we'll get to all that tomorrow. I just had it pulled up on my computer and uh, had to had to touch on it. Okay. What do I have today? A bunch of picks to share. bunch of picks to share. Get the pens out, people. Uh, in the NHL, like I said, last night we go one and one for a small, small uh, profit since we had a unit and a half on, on the one play. Today we've got one unit across the board, three plays. Uh, and on the on the website, you actually have the Red Wings uh, instead of the Devils and the Canadians. It was the Canadians, so I think uh, I think it should be okay. The Senators. It was the Red Wings and the Senators. It was actually the Devils and the Senators. But it's okay. Mm. I played these. I played these, Tom. Did you? Yeah, both of them. Okay. Well, we went one and one. Little gain. Mm-hmm. Today, three, though. First one, the Devils and the Canadians. Over one and a half, minus 135. That's at 7 o'clock. Second one, Minnesota Wild at the Winnipeg Jets over 1.5, minus 140. And finally, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers over 1.5, first period, minus 145. So we're laying a little bit of juice today. The overs are always more popular in the first period, or more, uh, you know, juiced in the first period. I still think, you know, some books, and this is where... You kind of do the math. Some books offer the total for the period at two at plus money. So, for example, Golden Knights, 
Edmonton Oilers first period total. A lot of books have one and a or you know two of the books. Ben MGM is where I took got this over one and a half minus one forty five. You could also bet it on Bet Rivers at over two plus one ten. So you kind of have to do a little bit of math on what's better in that scenario. The one and a half is better, but sometimes it's not. Okay. All right. Those are the three ten, uh, three hockey plays, all for a unit. Before you jump into tennis, Tom, I just want to know real quick. Have you given any additional thought to uh, the Rams on the, the whale talk yesterday? And just to provide a little update, I've talked to two staff members so far outside of you, Tom. They're behind it. I've got them behind it. But a lot of work still to be done. I got to clear a lot of hurdles, one of which being you. So just curious if you've given it any thought, you know, if I I was hoping by touching on it a little bit earlier that you might not bring it up. You know, I'm going to bring it up. I got (laughs) got sales in my DNA, Tom. The problem is it's literally mathematically the word. I'd rather you whale anything else on the Super Bowl card, literally any prop. Because your edge is automatically not as bad as the, or better than betting Rams minus four. All right. Well, we don't have to dive into it, but all I needed to hear was how much work left I have to do. And it sounds like quite a, a lot. bit for you. A lot. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. All right. All right. We'll get there. <laughs> or we won't. I'd love to hear from some of the people. I'm currently suspended from the social media, Tom, but... I'd love to hear from the people. <laughs> Do you like the Rams as a will? Or you think it's a dumb play? You agree with Tom? Let, let us know what you think. It's most definitely a dumb play. Whether people know, like man. it or not. There's just no, you just, this is the sharpest game in all of sports ever, like all year. This is the number one sharpest thing. And we're going we're gonna to try and beat it on a whale. We whaled a, a Super Bowl in the past. Didn't end well. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. So now I, I forgot about that. Now I'm scarred from that. Yeah, I didn't want to bring it up, but that is one of the losses. We we took some points with the 49ers the year that we felt the 49ers should have been favored. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, tough loss. No. Oh. God. This one will be different, Tom. Got to get back up. on that horse. Tennis plays. Who doesn't like a good tennis play? Um, again, I love talking about this stuff on Twitter, so I know we get some tweets and love going back and forth on some stuff. At Get Steady Picks on Twitter, and uh, that's the Steady Picks page, and uh, mine's at Tom Long thirty six. Love to hear from you about tennis or anything betting related otherwise. But uh, we've had some good conversations with people on tennis over there, and um, I always enjoy it very much. So let's see. What do we want to do here? We've got three plays for today. Call it four. Call it four plays for today. Okay. 
first play, Xin Yu Wang, which is starting momentarily. So you may miss this one. Xin Yu Wang against Jelena Ostapenko. Plus 210. We're doing a small play on this, but a quarter unit or something. But the numbers don't add up. She's much better than the number suggests on the hard court. Serana Serste, plus 210 as well. Another small bet over Vondrasova. Same story. Hard court numbers don't make sense. Petra Martic, plus 115. That's for a full unit. And then a unit and a half, Irina Kamiya Begu. Minus 140. Going a unit and a half on that. That number is mostly unchanged. You can still get that. Thursday is down to like minus 190 or plus 190. I don't love it there. Try and find a 200 or better. Martich is down to like 105, plus 105. I still like it there with plus money. Martich is a good play at plus money. And Bagu, yeah, 140. It's still at 140. Still all go, if you ask me. How's that for some tennis plays? Hey, that that's some tennis plays. Um, before we wrap up here, Tom, I was also just doing a little money line shopping in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I can't let this go. I just gotta give you give you the numbers here. I told you yesterday, in order to whale this, it would have to be under minus two hundred. So we'd want like a one eighty, one ninety. The Bet Rivers is the only book left that has a 190. MGM moved to minus 200. DraftKings minus 200. Uh, FanDuel's minus 198. My question for you, and not going back into sales mode here, but you you said you felt pretty confident that the the money line on the favorite will come down as kickoff approaches. Do you still feel? confident in that statement knowing it's currently going the other way generally it comes down 75 percent of the of super bowls it comes down on friday saturday we see it come down will it happen here i don't know because as it toggles between the four and a half and the four it's going to I'd start to keep adjusting back and forth. But I think as soon as the spread kind of gets locked more into place, I think you'll start to see it come down a little bit. But again, it's hard to predict. And, you know, I'm no expert, but that is generally what happens. Because the thing is, too, uh, this was brought to my attention, something I didn't realize, but... With a lot of these like risk-free bets, Tom, and in New York right now, it's insane. Like the way people are abusing bonuses and and sign up offers and stuff like that. But what I learned is that for like the risk-free thousand dollar bet, risk-free two thousand dollar bet, you have to play something at below minus two hundred. So if it was like minus 199, it would qualify. If it was minus 201, it wouldn't. And a lot of people are, you know, with the, especially in New York, a lot of people are using the risk-free bet on the Super Bowl and they want to be able to use it on the Rams. 
that being said, you better grab one of the, you better hope this is coming down or you better throw that bet in now. Uh, so I just wanted to touch on that because I know, you know, some people are in that position, but like Tom said, I don't think anybody could confidently tell you, you know, it's, it's a pretty unpredictable market here. Like I said, the numbers, they go to four and a half when they come back to four, what's it do to the money line? It, it, it's hard to predict, hard to predict, but, uh, oh, Ricky, it's a lose-lose for me. I hope you know that. It's the last thing I'll say about it today. It's a lose-lose. It is a lose-lose for you. And one thing that I ask, Tom, is is stick to your guns if you really are against it. But just know the Rams are going to win this game, my man. Keep that in the back of your head, too. And if and when they do, they're not going to talk to me for, I don't know, weeks, a month, maybe until <laughs> baseball season starts. I'm still bitter that the last O'Malley fight wasn't the will. All right, Tom. But oh, my gosh. <laughs> nah, we'll, we'll make the right It's decision. a lose-lose. I wish I knew nothing about it. It's a lose-lose for me. We need you, though, Tom. You're, you're, our, uh, you're our, our wise figure here to make sure nothing stupid happens. Oh, gosh. Steady Picks Radio. Wake up and wager. I got to go back to bed. <laughs> Have a good day. Good luck with the tennis this morning. Enjoy it. It's on all day long. Steady Picks Radio. Wake up and wager. Talk to you tomorrow.